Truth Response. Hey everybody, Mark here. Welcome to the Truth Response. Today is part one of a two-part series, and it all starts at Soundcheck once again. The conversation was again so good that we just pressed record and we rolled with it. I had the honor of being on the other side of the microphone this time around, and we started right off the bat with something that actually shocked me, and that there's a theory out there that Paul had homosexual tendencies, and some of the evidence is being taken from Romans 7.15. I invite you to pick up a Bible and take a look at that particular section of scripture, and you should actually read the whole chapter just to get an idea. So we go to, into a lot of different directions, a lot of controversial subjects, so much so that we actually had to break this up into two parts. So here's part one. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the truth response. You advocate. Except well, here's how he advocated for it. Abstain. <laughs> I, I, I think the only reason it really shocks me That's is because... <laughs> Man, this is going to be a long editing process, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I think the only reason it shocks me so much is because Paul is so elevated within the church, right? We, mm-hmm. You know, he's got a book in the several books and letters in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we were talking about before was that, you know, the church has this persona of being so rigid against gay people mm-hmm. or the gay life. Not really against gay people but the gay lifestyle mm-hmm. yeah but isn't that, that the bad part of all this mm-hmm. is our our rigidity towards it no, uh, I don't, well versus other sins that the, are the equally well, yeah. bad well yeah like we elevate we, it as if somehow it was worse than everything else no it's and, not. but i it's don't not worse than life but i don't i don't think so i think i think what the what we do is we have standards toward it and 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 because we have standards that we don't allow uh homosexuals as leaders and we don't allow them to be any kind of frontline type of situation, that it's perceived that we elevate that sin above everything else. I think that's I think built on the... Hello? I, but I think that's built on the premise of Hello? what we've done in the past as a church. Uh, not us, obviously. No, but... But, the, but well, us as a church has done in the past when it, in regards to that, has been atrocious. Like, we have done horrible things in the name of Christ towards gay people and i think that is why whenever we say well our beliefs are that this and we're not we don't allow people who are actively participating in lgbtq to be leadership now we're not i would be very against someone saying like you can't be in leadership because you are attracted to men but don't act on it i think that 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 is sinful of the person saying that now if if you are attracted to men Mark, if you were attracted to men, but you refused to act on it because you knew it was a sin, you're not living in sin because the attraction is not the living in sin. It's the acting upon the sin. Okay, so let me, let me, let's, let's go down this rabbit hole. You say that the attraction to men is not the sin, but doesn't Christ specifically say it's not what you do in action, but what you have in your heart that is actually the sin? Am I not correct in that? Well, you can be attracted to married women without but that uh, focusing on that like okay my my favorite my favorite thing that my mom said was you um you can't or 
You can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair. Um, okay, that's good. Thoughts, I like that. I do too. Your yep. thoughts and your and the temptations and things like that, you can't control that. Like that just comes into your head. Yeah. You can't control that. And so what Paul, if if indeed, I mean, this is a big, huge hypothetical. Right, 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 right. We're really extrapolating here, but... Um, if indeed Paul was struggling, he was struggling with something. Mm-hmm. We know for sure he was struggling mm-hmm. with something. It was his thorn in the flesh. Mm-hmm. But if indeed he was struggling with that, the sin was not the temptation. Right. If, if temptation is sin, we're done. I mean, we don't even get a chance to respond. Well, to and it. no, Jesus, but, Jesus would have sinned at that point. No, exactly. and I think there's a there's a there's a there is a definite line within Scripture that that delineates temptation and sin. They are two separate things. And so I don't the, know. And so the, Paul's thorn in the flesh would be being tempted by that by that propensity he has toward that that leaning that he has. Um, so you know the things I do. Or the things that I want to do, I don't do. The things that I don't want to do, I do. Um, you know, all those things that he said, I mean, it could be that. But really, does it matter? Does it matter if it was that or if it was compulsive gambling or compulsive well, lying? Well, I think, I think the... Paul was definitely the, a compulsive gambler. The conversation has, though, shifted to now <laughs> and and what we what we consider being actively sinful. And, and I think that... It's one thing to think about something; it's another to dwell on it. Yes. And I think that that is in the mind two things, two separate things. That is where the line is because dwelling on it is not an action. Well, it's an action, but it's like it's it's mental action. Whereas having something cross your mind is something completely different. You can't you can't control the thoughts that come into your mind, except for with very very hard practice of filling yourself with stuff but still things are going to come across your mind and yeah. that 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 that's not an active thing that's that's not you doing anything actively no and and, and I, I i guess i get that um uh, I, but i i still you know if we're talking about paul being having a propensity to be gay I, I don't know. <laughs> Just well, got, but, but what I about got, I got a real issue with people? That, but... People who have uh, same-sex attraction in the church today, though, because that's a big that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have same-sex attraction but refuse to act on it because you know that 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 is something that God doesn't want, how dare you say that they can't be a leadership? Mm-hmm. Because they are sacrificing something that their flesh wants for the greater good for for what God. Has asked with of them. to that same argument. I I bet if may okay. I won't even go a hundred percent, but I'll say ninety five percent of as effective as the vaccines. As effective as our vaccines, right? <laughs> yeah, ninety five percent of all Verified. leadership. We'll say men. We'll just go to men. Okay, mm-hmm. all men have thought of an extramarital affair. Oh yeah, or yeah. look at a woman and are like. She's something. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's a like, bet. <laughs> same thing. But we can't we can't draw a line and say, well, because you feel that way and think that way, you don't are you're automatically disqualified. It's the same thing. You're not acting upon it. You are you are pushing that away actively. So if 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 Paul were homosexual, mm-hmm. okay. No, he wasn't a homosexual. If Paul had homosexual tendencies and didn't act upon them, same thing. 
Okay. His 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 fleeing and resisting that temptation. Right. Same thing. So it we well we, Joseph, Joseph. I mean the the what's his name's wife Potiphar's wife, right? Yeah. There you was go. like, here you are. Yeah. I'm right here and grabbed onto him. Yeah. I mean that's a physical. There's action there. Right. Like, yeah. you can't tell me she wasn't buck naked. <laughs> You know, being like, come get some. Yeah. And he physically fleed from it. What's the difference in that and mental fleeing? Like, mm-hmm. and, and the, the mental, because mental is harder to flee mm. yeah. than physical. It's easy to run away from physical. Yeah. No, but I, mental, like, you can't get away from your own thoughts. But, and going back to the whole whether they should be in leadership or not, like, I think the water has gotten muddied by a lot of churches um, allowing people in leadership that shouldn't be in leadership, like people sure. that are that are not married, yeah. leading classes and leading things like that. Like, if there's a line, you've got to draw a hard line. You can't just make it because then it doesn't make sense. Like, if you have somebody who's un, unmarried living with their boyfriend, girlfriend. Okay. I was, then, you said not yeah. married, and I was like, wow. But living together. <laughs> Sorry, not married, but living that together. Harsh. Um, not married, but doing married people things. Yes. Okay. Now I get it. Yeah. So if, like, if you have those people in leadership in your church, you're why wouldn't you have? Even if you're not married. You know, anybody, the LGBTQ+, plus, like, why wouldn't you have them in leadership? There's no reason not to, because you already have somebody living in sin right. in that position. So, like... Oh, right. And, and I think that, that it's we as a church have drawn the line of... You know, there's there's sexual sin, and then there's homosexual sin, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's well, not sin. not really. Mm-hmm. There's sexual sin, and then there's other sins. You yeah. know, and there's sexual sin and abstaining from sexual sin. I mean, there's no difference between having sex before marriage and having sex with somebody of the same gender when it comes to sexual sin. Like, right. it's all stuff God's guy. Don't do it. Yep. Like, don't. Yep. Uh, because why? Because it's 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 all about your own personal flesh. All of it. Having sex before marriage, that's about you and your own desires wanting the personal physical pleasure before before it's it's deemed okay by God. Okay. It's, it's okay, hedonistic. Stir the pot, Mark. <laughs> Let's do it. Come on. Derek's really excited. Wow. Woo! <laughs> No more for you. <laughs> I'm gonna go all Ric Flair on you. <laughs> okay, so uh, so what you're saying is there's no grades of sin. Is that what you're saying? I um, believe that yes, we have talked about that, mm-hmm. but but I I think that there's different. So what, how did you cons- describe it? It's consequences. Consequences. It's it's not guilt. It's consequences. Right. So in God's eyes, every sin is equal. A sin is a Guilty sin. Or not. It doesn't matter. Right. The smallest or biggest sin, it only takes one to make you completely invalidated from keeping the law. Right. So our, so but the consequences for some sins are far worse than others. Right. And so here in this life or here in the or here in the thereafter. Mm-hmm. Okay. In this life. And so why does God hate divorce? Is it because it's a worse sin? I think it's because the consequences are so painful and mm-hmm. he hates watch i mean look at divorce look what happens when people are divorced and how far reaching that is it never goes away you know if you get divorced in your 30s um when you're a senior citizen 
and your kids are still doing things and now there's grandkids in the mix and there's weddings and different things. I mean, there's still suffering, there's still pain, mm-hmm. there's still grief that's going on and on and on and it never goes away. Yep. Yeah. Every time. And, every time and yeah. it's it's secularly proven like mm-hmm. like I've I did studies in sociology class. Um, we read studies on by secular, you know, researchers that said doesn't matter across the board pain pain from the kids on up like through through their their life it there's pain from that so then that really makes the church hypocritical at this point right well, because we're, we're, we're willing people we're, we're i mean we're willing to tolerate mm-hmm. people who live together yeah. and that kind of thing and we'll allow them and yeah, i'm sure we, we have well, I'm, yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> absolutely that's, well, that's what i'm saying we're hypocritical and yeah. hypocritical in the fact that mm-hmm. we allow them to you know and we it's just hey how you doing but as soon as somebody who's who's got that tendency or kind of looks a little bit different yeah. or, or openly comes out and says hey i'm a homosexual we now we're putting them in isolation and yeah. we're, we're, we're pushing it's them because, back. And that's why the church has, when, when we were talking about earlier about that New York Times article, mm-hmm. that's why the church has a reputation of fostering violence against the LBGTQ, LBGTQ whatever. Um, RS plus. RS plus. Because plus means better. I it's didn't like know there Disney. was an R and an S. It's like, it's like Disney plus. You have to pay a subscription for it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Once you get to the plus part, I did see I did see a TikTok video. There's a freebie really version, that, but you know, what's there's the plus that's for? that's all ad driven. Yeah, the little boy. <laughs> Is that the but premium? when you get the, the plus, you have day. to pay extra for it. I did see a TikTok where a little boy asked like the plus. He's like, does that mean the premium game? <laughs> yeah. And it was it was a harmless. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a harmless question because he didn't know any different. No, none of us really. I mean, it's really confusing to to some don't. of us. It's all, yeah. Hmm. but. Yeah, no, but there's there's a lot of of there's a lot of hypocritical things that we do. All people, not just the church. But then the and church, the church, the church has elevated itself, right, in mm-hmm. a lot of people's thinking to this point of being a sanctuary for saints. And and I love that that analogy of we're not uh, we're not a sanctuary for saints, we're a hospital for sinners mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we are all broken people in there. We all have different sins and and we're all accepted by God as as we give our life to him. And we are all going to struggle post post that giving our life to him. We mm-hmm. all are going to do it. And so when when we have a mentality of hospital for sinners, like it no longer matters whether your sin is divorce or your sin is uh, is homosexual tendencies, you are all the same in God's book. Like yeah. we he loves you all mm-hmm. equally and the same. Mm-hmm. And so we should too. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah. I had a, a, a conversation like this with a, a woman that attends here. Um, she said, hey, how would you feel if someone came that was, you know, homosexual? Said, you know, I've got this person in my life who is, and they're looking for a church, and they just want to make sure they can feel... She used the word accepted. And, and that's always a really hard word because we... We always talk about how we've redefined words and what that means. Like, what does it mean to be accepted? Does it mean I have to, like, openly, agree. yeah, openly right. agree with everything you you believe in and how you live life? Or does it mean that hey, you're welcome here? Like, I'll sit down and have a meal with you. I'd be happy to have a conversation with you. Like, what is acceptance really? But okay, all well, of that. And there's a there's a specific terminology, open and accepting, right. referring to churches that don't view it as right. sin. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and so, and it's kind of loaded language, yeah. you know, like, yeah, we're open, we're accepting, we accept people where they are and, yeah. and we want to encourage them to follow Christ and he's going to lead you to a place where he's going to ask you to make changes in your life yep. and that might be one of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, um, and we accept you because God made you, you're, you're a beautiful child of his and, mm-hmm. um, you have just as much value as anybody else here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that we are open to and accept uh, a choice that you're making as as now somehow okay. Right. Um, so, I, I, yeah. So I've gotten calls before where it was like, oh, are you guys open and accepting? I'm like, I think so. <laughs> but then I found out later <laughs> that that was actually terminology that meant something specific so well and just a another slight example like the when you get to that hard spot and and you have to confront your sin right like regardless of what it is whether it's the rich man that came to jesus and jesus was like well go sell all your stuff and he was like "Mm, can't do that and walks away there's no difference between that and that and you know someone who's homosexual coming to that road and is like you have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. So let us let me back out of that rabbit hole and go down another one. Yeah. So um, we're talking about people being openly gay. Um, and can, the, can a person who is dealing with, you know, either openly gay situations or pornography or, you know, alcoholism, whatever. And let's just say for the sake of argument, they're refusing to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, getting drunk every night, doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Can that person be saved? Is that person, can that person be forgiven even mm-hmm. though they're knowingly going to get up the next day and knowingly going to do the same thing mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again? Well, I think because part if you, of that's their heart in it. Part of that's the heart. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but, but you get, you, you got to remember, though, that, that uh, or at least this is my concept of it, and I am by no means a Bible scholar. I've spent a Me lot neither. of years going to Christian schools and that kind of thing, but mm-hmm. I would say my Bible knowledge, I'm still very much an infant. Mm-hmm. Um, once Christ is in you and living in you, you come as you are, mm-hmm. right? No matter where you're at in life, you come as you are. And then once that, that change within you happens... Mm-hmm the outward person has no choice but to kind of change and I guess, I don't want to use the word conform, but I guess that's the best one I can come up with. The Bible uses that word. Yeah. Um, And conform to how, who Jesus is and how he lived. So in my mind, that raises the question. Okay. So if I'm a drunkard or whatever, and I get up knowing that I'm going to leave my house, go to the bar, get hammered out of my mind mm-hmm. am i saved so it's a good question and that's a loaded i, yeah, think, I it, think it's a loaded that's, question. it's definitely a loaded question because i i don't know maybe we can all just speak experientially and and i pose this question at one time because you know you've got the baptist view right we've got i don't a, i don't know the we've once got saved always saved. yeah we've yeah. got a recovering baptist in our presence <laughs> so once saved always saved is the whole baptist perspective so well, it, it doesn't matter what you do right you're not you can't fall out of grace well, right, right. It, it, essentially right, right right okay so you've got you say it you say it like it doesn't matter what you do but like that's 
as well, much as that is the way, but like. But really, it's more if you did go down a, a path. Most people w- that believe that would say you never really were question. saved. Yes. Anyway. That's yes. what he so, says. They question. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> question the question. Your, and that's for you to do. And that's, not for me to do, but for you to question whether or not you actually. Because if you're yeah. struggling with that, like if you're struggling with, am I saved? Yeah. I'm seeking God, but am I saved? Yeah. The question is, is that's up to you. Like you and God have that relationship. You know, like you're struggling with, am I saved? But you're seeking after God. I would say that that that's what everybody does. That is called a Christian. We are mm-hmm. all struggling with that. Mm-hmm. That am I doing enough? Am I doing whatever? Like that's a struggle that comes to everybody's mind at some point. You know, yeah. some sometimes we just question things. But and the reason for that d- is because none of us are doing enough to right. be saved. Yeah. Right. I mean, we aren't saved by doing. We're right. saved by faith. But right. I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm thinking of the guy or or you know. The, and I'm going to use this as an example, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking of that heroin addict, right? Mm-hmm. Who may have been saved as a kid, mm-hmm. um, comes up, that makes some really bad choices. Mm-hmm. Now he's strung out mm-hmm. and he can't come off of it. And he knows that when he gets up tomorrow, the first thing he's going to do is find a way to get his next score. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, but in his heart, he knows that Jesus is, is crying out for him and wants him to come home. He just, for whatever reason, can't find a way out. Goes out, gets run over and killed in the street. Yeah, is that guy? Could saved? that be God bringing him home? Because uh, some of that stuff you can't deliver. You can't deliver yourself from. Mm-hmm. You can't deliver yourself. Like most mm-hmm. of the time, something you struggle with that hard it doesn't matter what it is. Something you struggle with that hard, you can't deliver yourself from. But there are churches that preach that man. When you when you're saved, you are transformed from the inside, and then the outward person has no yeah. choice. But you to have get two ongoing. parts of you. You have a spiritual part, and you have mm-hmm. a fleshly part. Right. The spiritual part transform, baby. Woohoo! I mean, it's 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 going. But our fleshly nature is still there. But we does, still are tempted. We are still going to fall in sin. But doesn't the Bible talk about when when you are saved and you are truly saved in your heart? That the outward person has no choice but to conform to what we don't who become Christ perfect. Is. Why no, the New I mean, Testament? We, yeah, we don't become if that's perfect. That's true. Why the New Testament? Right. Like, why all the letters that tell us, "Hey, you know these these powers are at war within you, mm-hmm. and uh, you need to you need to constantly be coming back and and regenerating and, re- and rewashing and mm-hmm. uh, and and repenting." What it comes down to is, where's your heart? So right. if yeah. you've got an addict who is fighting his flesh, but he's, he's trying to resist. He's trying to change, but he's unsuccessful. And he comes back every day and he's using again. But at the end of the day, he's like, God, I don't want to do this. Help me deliver me from this, you know? And then the next day he goes back and does it again. That's different Mm -hmm. from the guy who says this lifestyle is okay. And I, I can't be okay with a God who says, I can't love this right. way, mm-hmm. or I can't be okay. Right. So that's where the difference is. Mm-hmm. It's not so much the action as it is the condition of the heart. Right. Yeah. Are you truly penitent? Because God does say there's a sin that's unforgivable, mm-hmm. right? It's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And there's a lot of like, oh, what so is that? that? Oh, that's, yeah. that's weird. I think it's just an unrepentant heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Blasphemy it's of the fair. Holy Spirit is where you're, you're, you're pushing him out. Mm-hmm. You're saying... I hear what you're saying about my sinful life, but I'm going to ignore it. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I know better than you, and I'm going to push you out. Right, and I think I think that... The when... only unforgivable sin is the one you won't repent of. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I, the rejection of of the Holy Spirit is is I mean this is talking from and, Baptist and it's still right? not so. technically unforgivable because you could still repent of it later, right? Right. Yeah. Like, but if you're unwilling and you're like, nope, I'm, you know, that's like uh, what's his name, Alexander the Great, when he had all, he had his men baptized because mm-hmm. he's like, I want God on my side, but he had them hold their sword arms up out of the water. Mm-hmm. You know, God, you can't have these. Yeah. <laughs> right? wow, I, I mean, you can have the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. The I don't know if that's part, really definitely true. Definitely watch out for that part. That's a legend. I don't know if that's a real true story yeah. or not. But um, anyway, I, you know, yeah. you can't just like, I'm putting a reservation on this part of my life. Right. You know? God, I give my life to you, except this part we're not going to talk well, about. Well, I think that's well, the, the Baptist side of, of me thought wise is that when I say that, like, once saved, always saved, like, once you have that that interaction with God, interaction with Christ, you can't not know he's ex- he exists. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul got knocked off his horse and blinded. Mm-hmm. Now, I know I haven't necessarily come face to face with Jesus like he did, but like I know that unless I get amnesia sometime in the future, I am not going to ever think, "Oh, there's not a God." Mm-hmm. I just I I won't. Like I know him. I've seen what he does, I've seen his his beautiful creation. I've seen him in it. Like, I can't deny that he exists, mm-hmm. and I'm following him. So, like, I think the only, I don't know. I think once you've had that that encounter, like the Bible does talk about that nothing can take you out of God's hands, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you are part of that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's my thought process on on some of that once saved always saved stuff, like, and and it's all an examination of yourself. I'm not saying that like I can say you're not saved or that I can say you are saved. Mm-hmm. That that's when when I say once saved always saved, like, it's an examination of you, mm-hmm. right? So like you examine you, um, but I can't take me from God's hands. All right. In my in my in my beliefs, I can't even rip myself from God's hands. Because it says nothing can. Mm-hmm. So so once I've had that encounter and I've given my life to him and I've, I've, I've wanted it, like, he talks too much about bringing back the one from the 99 and he talks about not being able to take, you know, you from God's hands and all this stuff in, in scripture. And I know there's like, there's some pulling out, right? Some, some, some specific things that it's already talking about that, that are specific to that time that may not necessarily apply, but God's character doesn't change past, present, future. Mm. So if his character is one that nothing can take you away from him and that he will seek you when you're lost, like once you've found him, even even straying from him, He's seeking after you, mm-hmm. and he's going to find you. Mm-hmm. Whether that is, you know, at time of death or, you know, before. I mean, and that's that's kind of, I don't know, that's not your typical Baptist view either. Yeah. I understand that as well, but mm-hmm. what I'm I recovering see, Baptist. So what I see seeing. in that is oftentimes what he brings, just like in the Israelites, we see this story play out in the Old Testament, is that, when we do stray, what happens? Life doesn't get easier, it gets harder. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden we see hardships and and God is willing to put us put us in the bottom of the barrel. You know, bury us up to our necks. The consequences right. of what we've done. He, he's willing to do that if that is what it takes to bring us back. 
And a lot of times we see that as God being God being harsh and cruel and mean when he's doing it out of love. I mean, it's it's we are all parents in this room, right? We have to discipline our kids in order because we love them. And a lot of times it's incredibly unpleasant, but it's necessary in order for them to get back on on the right course. And and God does that incredibly well. And he I mean he does that so much that a whole part of our Bible is dedicated to that Mm -hmm. and several sections, right? You see that in Judges. You see that in Kings. You see that in the whole history of Israel. That's why why the Old Testament is so incredibly valuable because you see a people who who are desperate for God and then got lazy and relaxed. Mm -hmm. And then God, God had to make it uncomfortable for them in order for them to be like, oh, yeah, you are there. So I wonder in that in that context, I can't speak for anybody that's been like that. You know, I, I've had my struggles and my addictions and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I can't speak for that person. I, I, I wonder if in that in that place, if I am an addict and I keep going back to to the well, the well of addiction, how have I how desperate is my heart for Jesus in that moment? Right. How desperate is it? Yeah. Because I, I am putting something above God in that moment. I'm putting my my struggle with alcohol. I'm putting my, my meth. I'm putting sex. I'm putting my pers- my relationships, whatever that is. We can put any of those things above above our desire for God, and then all of a sudden it becomes idolatry, right? So at that point, I I, 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 I get it, man. Like, I can't I know say I agree with that. that because of the fact that, that the chemical stuff I in get your brain— that. Because, like, it, it, God never once calls us to succeed at sure. anything, not a thing in there. He calls us to go, and then he will succeed for us. I get that. But, like, once there's a chemical imbalance, you, you don't necessarily have control over that. I get and that. And no matter your desire right. for getting out. But, yeah. I, but beyond, beyond the chemical imbalance, beyond the chemical imbalance, if I get up in the morning— and I say, today I'm going to go out to Bell and, and, and Leland Heights, and I'm going to score, uh, score some smack, and I'm going to go home and shoot it up, knowing that I'm going to do that, knowing that it's, 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 it's sinful. Am I saved? The question, I, 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 keep, I keep coming no, back to this question. you're a Catholic, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, right? <laughs> Because, I, think, I think it's the question of the heart yeah. still. I, th- I think you're right. I think, so, Derek, I think, Derek, you're right, though, because, like, do, but, does your heart want out? Yeah. Well, Because if your heart wants out, like, sometimes you can't control. Even when you wake up in the morning, you're still, you're still, your brain is saying, get some, get some, get yeah, some, yeah. get some. That's what addiction does. It's fair. It's get yeah. some, get some, get some, get some. And and no matter how much you want out, you you can't. Like, and you see that time and time again. That's why people who have gotten out end up going back. Right. Like it, right. it just is a thing, and I'm not saying that's an excuse to to continue to do it either, mm-hmm. because yes, the, you know, God can completely deliver you, and there God puts people I think in your way to to help you out of things. Mm-hmm. But man, like I I think that it's between you and God at that point. Yeah, and it's not for us to say it is, man. You're you're right. I mean, you absolutely are. We can't 
we can't create excuses for that behavior right. though right. either. Mm-hmm. So that anybody that's listening to this, that is not an excuse yeah. for you to continue in that type of behavior. Mm-hmm. It, it's not at all. And we see. Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Exactly. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Nope. So right. that that is not the call. But we see a lot of a lot of d- religious denominations, and I made the Catholic joke in there. But you see that a lot, right? It's mm-hmm. like go to confession, it's all good, right? Say your Hail Marys, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent some time in the Mormon Church, like go to your your whatever they're called. Like that's how much time I spent there, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> go 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 to your brother, go to the the elder, right? And it's all good, and and you confess, and it's all it's okay. So you see all of that happening, and all of a sudden, it it dilutes. Sorry, I kicked your fan. It dilutes your. It, it dilutes the spirit. It dilutes who God is. It dilutes His presence. It dilutes His character. It dilutes everything because you're just relying on. Well, I mean, God's God's gracious. Like He died for my mm-hmm. Jesus died for my sins and and all that good stuff. So, like He'll He'll keep forgiving me. And the thing is, He will, but. Your heart is what's important to him, right? Yeah. And well, if you're not willing to give him that, I, then I I'm yeah. going I'm going to defer back to the whole. There are many who call out Lord, Lord, and yeah. however on that day of judgment I'll say I never knew you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I I, I will yeah, say sure. one thing. I will say one thing. Um. You know. I I, I raised the question just for the point of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um. I agree almost a hundred percent with with. Derek here. I got one person <laughs> that's about right. something. But, but, that has yeah. never happened before. <laughs> Almost Especially 100%. not on here. Mark, I feel like we may need to reevaluate your... I'm going to have to ask yeah. you to leave. Yeah. I don't know. What's up? Um, but I, I do want to say, though, too, that there's something to be said for the, the Holy Spirit like being in us. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the major separation between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Is is that's one of the major separations. Mm-hmm. But is that we now have the Holy Spirit in us, mm-hmm. and He intercedes for us when we don't know how, mm-hmm. right. and we can't do it ourselves. Right. So like that is a whole different ball game too mm-hmm. than some of the things that we talk about from the Old Testament. Like God literally is dwelling in us now, mm-hmm. and and helping us through things. And, and when you talk about diluting the Spirit, I think that's a great analogy because I I, I find that. Um, in my personal walk, um, that if I run back to a, an addiction, mm-hmm. if something, if I have to, if I feel like I have to run back to that, I lose that feeling of God mm. being close to me, mm-hmm. you know, and that is something that, you know, and that's usually when I get on the other side of the binge, right? Um, mm-hmm. When I get on that other side, I, I, I that's the first thing I notice mm-hmm. is like, wait a minute. God's not here anymore, yep. or he's not, he's not real close anymore. Yep. And that's a cause for me. And I think that's what, what we talk about being the heart, yep. you know, the being mm-hmm. the heart that's, that, that's, yeah. that's changed. That is, you know, that um, is sin and the cycle of sin and the cycle of addiction are identical. They just right. put different verbiage on it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is, it is trigger. It is ritual. It is act, act whatever that is. Right. Um, and then after that, it's guilt. And shame, mm-hmm. and that's what follows, and it's a downward spiral. And there's a reward in there somewhere. Well, right. the act is typically the the act is the reward the reward that, that you yeah. give yourself. Yeah, right. um, you 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 because that's what reinforces you through. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what reinforces your response. Right, that high that comes right, from right. from the act from the reward, mm-hmm. 
But then after that, it's always guilt and shame. You, that's, the, uh, that's the other side of that. And what happens is most addicts, they become numb to the guilt and the shame mm-hmm. on the other side. And then it also requires a greater high in order to satisfy mm-hmm. the, the high, the reward, the mm-hmm. act, whatever that might be. And, and the crazy thing is, is that it's the same across the board, whether it's drugs or alcohol or mm-hmm. pornography or um, other sexual things that happen. Um, whatever that desire is, whatever that cycle is that you fall into, it's, it's identical, which is crazy. Like, it's crazy to think that it all works exactly the same, but that's how God puts things together as well. So when you hit that, that point of shame, um, you either turn around and say, well, this is just who I am, or you say, this isn't at all who I was created to become. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, that's where the turning point happens. Well, and, and right. I was thinking about that, and then also things that we've recently talked about, and and I wonder if, if at, at some point, and this is just speculation too, um, but I wonder if at some point your heart's just too hardened. Sure. Yeah. Like I Pharaoh, it. man. Yeah. Like yeah. God's yeah. like, mm, okay, you said no, yeah. so I'm going to harden your heart. Yeah. You know, like that's tough. Like even the concept of God hardening Pharaoh's heart is tough mm-hmm. because like that – I don't know if that was just God bringing, wanting to bring a, a larger judgment on them to show his people. I don't know. I mean, that's all speculation. But I wonder if at some point your heart is just, you harden it in that process mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. That it, it's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's too hard. Here's how I would look at that. It is we serve a God who loves us more than we can ever possibly imagine. Yeah. And if he recognizes that sometimes the best way is for us, for him to just say, all right. Go ahead. Like, yeah, you're on your own. And I think an interesting thing to point out, too, is, like, not only do we have, does God allow us to, or have us live with the consequences of our sins, we have to live with the consequences of the sins of the people surrounding us. Mm-hmm. That sure. stuff that we never did. But because he allows us that choice, like, if, you know, we've, we've talked about this before, if, if a drunk driver hits somebody, does God want that person to die? Right. No, no, but they have to deal with the consequences of somebody else's sin, of somebody else not following him. Right. Yeah. And does that make it right and fair? No, but we have to live with the consequences, not just of our sins, but those around us. Or sometimes, you know, they say that people are, you know, have a natural bent from their parents to be like born into addiction and yeah. uh, our addictive personalities or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's the consequence of not our sin, but like maybe our parents' sin or something like that. Mm-hmm or a sin from even generations before. Um, and like, that's hard because like the, you know, people say, why do uh, bad things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is the consequence of sin. Like I it say, might not be your fault. Show me a good sin. people. Yeah, that's true. But, but I think of like kids with mm-hmm. cancer and stuff like that. Like, what did they do wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, sure. that's fair. Yep. You know, yep. And it's not even necessarily that anybody, like, did anything wrong, but because there's sin in the world, because people make bad decisions, because of all this stuff, like, mm-hmm. that's, there's consequences to that. Does yeah. that and child... other people's consequences all the time. Yes, all the time. Well, and that's, that is a perfect example of why check yourself. Mm-hmm. Just check yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, because, honestly... I can't judge whether or not you're saved or not or whether you're going to heaven or not because there is so much to factor in that that, that is way too much for me to factor in. Mm-hmm. To, to mm-hmm. So I'm going to err on the side of, man, I'm just going to show you as much mercy and grace and love as I can. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then and, and you check yourself. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, if I actively see you, that's when I'm supposed to come and say, hey, look, I, I, I noticed this. Mm. But, like, other than that, like, mm. you got to check yourself in, 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 your, in your sin and whether or not you're saved or walking with Christ because there are too many factors out there mm. for me to make a judgment call. Uh, on yeah. anybody, even even speculating like we're doing now, like it, there's just too many factors to mm-hmm. for me for any of us to say, hey. And an interesting point in that is, would you tell me whether I am or not? I'm his wife, by the way, <laughs> because like you know me better than anybody else I, does. I'm I'm telling you the same thing as I yeah, just said to Mark. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, like even I can't the say you are or not. We we like, right. can't. When it comes to like person. openly blatant things, though, we are that's, called to right, do that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. I mean, Matthew 18 is there for yeah. a reason, right? right? Yeah. That you go one on one. Hey, I see this is happening. Like I see you living in this, and this is like you might want to reevaluate your decisions. And then when when you still continue to live that way, then it's no. Let me take somebody else that's close to us. But at mm-hmm. no point in time does it say you you're no longer saved. It doesn't say you're no longer saved, but you do get to the place where it's you're no longer welcome here. Right. No, right. absolutely. It, they yeah. talk that's, about yeah. that's one of those things kicking that, people out of that, the covenantal community. And at the same time, if at any point in time in the future that person, you know, repents, I would say that they should be accepted back into sure. mm-hmm. yeah. that community though. Yeah. Yeah. So and like that that's a Matthew eighteen that says that too, that you do this for a time yeah. because you because the goal I think it has actually Corinthians but the goal is to restore them back into right. the, the yeah. family. I think it's right. 1 Corinthians. Well, and that's all because at some point you are going to cause everyone else to sin around you, right? right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, yeah. the people that struggle to. I mean, or and well, just everyone. It doesn't even have to be the same sin, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could be struggling with this and somebody else struggles with anger and they get angry with you for, you know, whatever, you know, like yeah. they're you you cause a ripple effect. And Everything goes, that you do personally as a sin, it affects the body as yeah, a whole. It's one of those like, well, if they can do that, I can do this. That's yeah, okay. Like, this isn't as bad. Or yeah. or at least I'm not doing that. Yeah. yeah. And and that mentality and yeah. things. So I mean, I understand why cutting someone off, but that's just a time for them to reflect on themselves. And that that's at that point, like if they were to die after you cut them off, mm-hmm. that's still on God to decide yeah, what happens. It is, I, I'm not even going to mm-hmm. speculate on that. Mm-hmm. Only thing that is our job is if we see it, call it what it is, see in something, a loving and something. respectful <laughs> way. Mm-hmm. That's Observe and report, baby. Observe and that report. is what I do for a living. <laughs> right. Observe and report. Yeah. Go security guards. <laughs> yeah. So I agree with you on the um, the the point that you made about um that's he's agreeing with me derek (laughs) that's two two. can we get this on the record um (laughs) mark edit that part out i'll edit that part out don't worry about it (laughs) no i agree with you uh on the the point that you made about um you know the world can't nothing can take you away from me um but i disagree with just the part where you said that even i can't do that um and i i i don't see that i i don't i think i see in scripture i see all over scripture that we have the choice to mm-hmm. do that um but that being said like i do feel like we can choose to walk away mm-hmm. that we can make choices that that push us away from god and we can choose to step out mm-hmm. nobody can nobody can take you from my hand but you can still jump mm-hmm. uh um but mm-hmm. I, with that that being said, I still think 
that God did not intend for us to go through life waking up every day wondering, am I saved today? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am, yeah. I, am I am I yeah. still good? Like, am yeah. I okay? Am mm-hmm. I, I don't think he intended for that at all. Yeah. I think if you have a relationship of faith with him, that you're, you're continuing to have ups and downs and, and you know, it's a, it's a long journey. It's mm-hmm. a process and change happens slowly and sometimes change happens backwards and forwards and, mm-hmm. and it goes the wrong way mm-hmm. for a while. Sometimes, and, yeah. Sometimes you have to take steps backwards to go forwards yeah. in order for that well, to make so sense. Not, I, a, not just because you're in some right. sort of sinful situation, does that mean that you're rejecting God right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Right, I, right. I, I mean, I have times where I'm... I'm still trying to follow Jesus, but I don't do a very good job of it. Mm-hmm. But I haven't rejected him. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like I've walked away at that point just because I'm now engaging in some things that I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, I mean, that is a, that's a whole, like, um, task-driven yeah. type mm-hmm. mentality or, yeah. or type it's all, all faith. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... I, I got to do, do, do mm-hmm. in order to please God. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do that pleases God. I say that sometimes. I say, I'll, I'll pray and say, God, you know, pray that this puts a smile on your face. Oh, I mean, we can't really please him. Right. Like the best we got is still garbage. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we really can't yeah. please him except when we put Jesus on. Well, as a I think that. I, I think I disagree with that. And I think I disagree with that in, in the fact that, like... Wait, you disagree he with loves a, He loves us like we love our kids, right? Let's write this down. Like, <laughs> nothing we can do is perfect, right? And that's what he deserves. Yeah. So nothing nothing that we do can be what he deserves. But I don't think that nothing we do can make him happy. I think that, I think that we definitely put a smile on his face as we are trying to seek him. Like... Okay. I, I definitely no, yeah. think that he that I'm just things... saying like truly pleasing him can only come from perfect behavior from our obedience like, true like truly pleasing well and that's him. that's that's what but, Jesus yeah. does for us he takes exactly. our our good behavior that's what I said when and you makes put it on perfect. Christ right that's the that's when you can truly please him not mm-hmm. by the things that you do but by who you are I know but it, it left become. it kind of negative yeah <laughs> I, I do want I feel that I do want I yeah. do want to clarify something um, just for anybody who might be listening that's kind of not is is, is seeking us as a um, you know is looking for God right now mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but not quite there yet mm-hmm. um, that it's it is okay to doubt all right. sure. There yeah. are times oh, yeah. that we're, sure. there are times, and I think even you know guys like Billy Graham and mm-hmm. and, and the big you know the quote unquote big time Christian leaders, mm-hmm. um, they do. Everybody's going to go through that period mm-hmm. where there is doubt. Yep. So um, you know, for anybody who's listening, um, just just know that that's okay. Yep. You know, but yeah. we always go back to the Word of God. Yep. And we always come say, back to Christ and say, oh, yep. "Yeah, I'm still good." Yeah. I would I'm even okay. say it's healthy. Yeah, like yeah, I think because so. it's you actually actively you're, pursuing the intellectual side of God. Right, you're you're self evaluating. That, that, that is point. that is definitely a healthy thing. It, doubting is not doubting is not sinful. You know, like doubt yeah. doubt is questioning. You know, and as long as you're seeking seeking truth, right, and that's that's the cool thing about it is like, and seeking me, truth will will find it. For me personally, whenever I doubt, whenever I'm in doubt or doubting, like I go back to the Bible and I'm studying the Bible like I should have been doing before. Exactly. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I, and I, I, I think doubt is just 
is just a way of self-evaluation. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, right. it's a, it's a yeah. self-check. You were yeah. talking about check yourself earlier. I think that is a self-check. When you, when you start doubting, it's probably because at that point, there is something that's a little bit sideways in your life. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And now you're going, hmm, am I good? Mm-hmm. Well, you need that's a self evaluate. That's mm-hmm. a time to self evaluate and make yep. sure that yeah, yeah, all right, I'm all right. Or well, maybe need to change this area a little bit. Yeah. A lot of so, Bible writers um, struggle with doubt openly yeah. in the pages of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's there. It's right there. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's but it's gonna. Clearly, it's, that was more for you know anybody who's out there that's just kind of like seeking God at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's okay. It's, it's yep. definitely okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was definitely important, an important part of what they wrote down. I think they wrote it down. It's there because it's to like, make hey, us, hey, this is normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And and being cautious of people that that have passed is normal, and and doing all that stuff. The things that we see in church that have unfortunately become the hypocrisy that we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. like that stuff is bred from a normal reaction to things, mm-hmm. like Paul. Paul was not accepted by the apostles right off the bat. I mean, mm-hmm. they well, were all like... They were really no, skeptical, no, yeah, for fact, good reason. Fact, he reason was killing that, them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that God went to and said, okay, Paul is going to come to you, and I want you to to, to heal him. with. I want to heal him through you. Right. And he was like, mm, no. <laughs> like, hard I pass. don't think so, man. Yeah, hard pass. Like, that's not... That's not my thing. Like, I, I don't want anything to do with him. And then, even after that happened, like, after he went ahead and did it, like, the apostles were all like, yeah, uh, no, we don't want anything to do with him. And who was it that brought him in? Uh, he, like, brought, oh, crud, now I can't think of who it was. Um, was it Barnabas? Some, quick, somebody get a Bible. What is I think it was Barnabas. <laughs> yeah, Barnabas, Barnabas went was to, kind of like took him to yeah. the apostles and was like, you all need yeah. to get your act together because this guy is different. Yeah. I am testifying to his his change, you know? I just so, didn't realize how different he was. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, is that well, how we started okay. down here? On the flip side. And we're back. I know that that... <laughs> gotta have at least one in there. <laughs> on the flip side of that, it very well could have been that he struggled being legalistic, right? Like, that. that's the other side of that major thing. Because that was... It's fair. That was his shtick before he was a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like... I'm, I'm better with that than the other thing. <laughs> he literally The killed... reason we don't know... Is so it can fit all of these other narratives, right? right. That we have going right. on. Like, could yeah. he have been a homosexual? It was vague on or purpose. Or could he have? Had, I hate to say that. Could he have had homosexual tendencies? Well, yeah. Why not? But that doesn't make him any less significant. And the other part of that is he also didn't act upon those things. Like, there is a clear dividing line on what where sexual activity is permissed. And it's one man, one woman in marriage, right? Right. Like everything else, and and the crazy thing is, is you get all of the, the um, the LGBTQ activists who play the part of Christian as well, saying, well, it, the way that the verbiage is and the way the Greek reads, it doesn't matter. Like read that however you want to. Guess what? You're wrong, right? This is the truth response. You're wrong. What the way it talks about sexuality is one man, one woman in marriage. Like, all of the rest of it, whether or not Jesus acknowledged that or not, right? When he when he says sexual immorality, 
it is anything outside of one man, one woman in marriage. When Paul speaks about it, it's anything outside of one man, one woman in marriage. So what, if the thorn in his flesh was, well, I'm, I, am, I have this attraction that is unhealthy to something I know that I shouldn't be doing, I can't necessarily stop the attraction, but I don't have to follow through with it. So, I, I, man, I, I, honestly, I think it's awesome. If that's what it was, I'd be like, awesome. Right on, Paul. Let's take this out and share this with everybody in that community right now that is struggling and, and, and questioning their identity. And do I have the right to say I am? And do I have the right to act on this? And love is love and fly in that flag of, and of you, oh love is love right so true love is love but are you loving people like that's right. the question because yeah, the definition of love is found in corinthians 13 it's god mm-hmm. god is love yeah that's the definition right. are you are you perfectly acting through with right. that I, I know i'm looking at you i'm not you know well, but but yeah. like that's oh i don't know that yeah. that's one of those things that yeah love is love but are you doing all of those things yeah because if not, you're not loving people. Like, yep. And I would say I fall short all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, way short of loving people. Um, and even shorter of loving God. You know, yep. like, I, just patience, number one. Yep. But, but like, so yeah, love is love. But, but what's your definition of love? You know, like, that, that's something that's been so watered down. And all these definitions, man, like, everything mm-hmm. has been redefined. So I almost feel like we need... We need a more modern version, translated version, you know what I mean? Like to, to these new definitions so that these things can't be muddied. And I wish that we all could read ancient Hebrew and ancient Greek and, and all that stuff so we could, you know, read the literal, you know, what is being said there. But it's just like we've redefined so much in order to mm-hmm. fit our hedonistic wants and desires. Right. And a lot of what we consider love right now, I would say is, or what society thinks love is, is lust. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's, it's Eros. Yep. Like that Eros. exotic, yeah. Yeah. you know, so sexual love. I'm going to push this just a little bit further. And um, you said a couple of times, Nick, that um, he never acted on it. Well, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, but what if he did? Yeah, that's fair. Does, does yeah. that still preclude him from, you know, clearly he struggled with it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you said he never acted on it, but we don't know that. We You're don't right. know that. That's but, fair. But does that yeah. change anything? Yeah. Do, does that now preclude him? Does that make him now not saved? Yeah. Because he did struggle and he did fall to temptation yeah. some of the time, but overall right. still fought. Yeah, and, and I would like to push that further, actually, because push it. I mean, push it. Real he literally good. says, "Why do I do the things?" He says, "Why do I do the things that I don't want to do?" Yeah. He says, "Why do I do the things?" Yeah. Not why does it come across my radar? Yeah. Like he says, "Why do I do the things that I don't want to do and yeah. not do the things that I do?" Yeah. Like, which could be that could be anything. Right. right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the sin was, yeah. but like I would, I would like to push that to that point of whatever the sin was that he struggled with, like. He acted on it, whether it was mentally dwelling on it or actually physically mm-hmm. doing whatever it was or verbally doing whatever it was or mm-hmm. whatever his sin was. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, he acted in it that's, somehow. That's, that's, he wasn't without sin. That's good. Right. Yeah. It's, it's good to bring that back, too, and, and have that as a point of discussion because 
what we don't find Paul doing is justifying that. Right. So that's, and that's the thing that we find in our culture today is everybody wants to justify their sin and everybody wants to be accepted despite it. So it's, it's the, well, I feel this way. So if I feel this way, I need you to feel that way. And I'm going to force you to feel that way through legislation and legal act and, and, practice and and by playing the victim role as much Mm -hmm. as I possibly can. And we see that running rampant today Mm -hmm. when there are clearly defined boundaries of right and wrong and good and bad and truth and Mm -hmm. fallacy, right? You see, we see all of that. And the only way that we can start to blur those lines is when we remove the, the, the one thing that the equation relies on, and that's God. And we see the enemy working to do that, too. So all of a sudden, everything is permissible. And then you have people coming back and say, well, I'm not ready to remove God, but I like what you're saying. So I'm going to have a God who says that these things are cool. Like, I'm going to try to go through and manipulate what some of this text says and redefine what some of these these Greek and Hebrew words say in order for it to fit my context. So... We, we see that running rampant in our culture and our society today, and we see a bunch of, unfortunately, we see a bunch of churches kowtowing to that, and we cannot do that. And it's not new. It's not new. In the garden. No. Did yeah. God really tell you that? Yeah. Is that there really go, what man. God said? Right. Like, Redefine it. Is that yeah. really what God said yeah. about that? Like, it's not. It's, it's so crazy. Like, it's not new. Yeah. It's the same old shtick, and yep. it's working. Yep. Like, it works. And you know why it works? I'm going to go back to what I said last week. It's because we're not together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not acting together as Christians and, yep. and believers. That's mm-hmm. why it works. Yep. And I think one of the hardest arguments I find to deal with is, like, I was born this way or, mm. okay, but there are people that are born with the propensity for addiction. The pre- like, mm-hmm. they're psychopaths that are born. Mm-hmm. They were born yeah. this way, so they shouldn't be punished, right? Right. They shouldn't be put in prison for acting on those because they were born with those genetics that make them like that, right? Sure. Well, they should they should be punished. But well, no, whether or not but what I'm saying the, is like the if you're going to take it if no, I'm just saying if like they should be in their punished, logic, yeah. Right. Well, right, what if I'm they saying is you have is, to deal with the consequences of that. I like, would say the answer is yes. Even if you were born with it, you should have to deal with the consequences now. But God's going to understand that and yeah. he's going to have mercy where he's going to have mercy. Mm-hmm. You know, like if if a if someone is born with this this psychotic nature, they they don't feel. Mm-hmm. There are people born yep. that don't feel and compassion yeah. Yeah. and love and and care for anyone else. Sympathy, and empathy. You can't you can't tell me that like God doesn't see that and know that and and understand that our not perfect world ended up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and as crazy as it is, like God's gonna do what He's gonna do with that. But he's going to do it from his perfection mm-hmm. and from all understanding mm-hmm. and knowledge of the entire situation yep. and of the entire everything that got to that point. Yep. Like that's yes, here and now it it is it should be you sh- they should be punished for it mm-hmm. regardless of if you're it, born No, with but it I'm or saying not. like the argument that saying if you're born this way then, you know, obviously then it's okay. Right. Is right. not a valid argument because right because of that because they've proven like genetically and stuff and brain stu- brain scans and stuff of people that it is like they this is 
this is the way they are. Right. Like, they can't physically feel those emotions. They can't get to that right. point. They can't. They, like, they just can't. Mm-hmm. And God but, will deal with that. And they, those people. Yeah. But I'm, <laughs> Maybe they're I'm not saying, people. but nobody's going to say, like, the demons. psychopath that, you know, like, Ted Bundy. Like, nobody's going to say that Ted Bundy doesn't deserve, didn't deserve to be put in prison for what he did. Sure. But he was born, like, they've done brain scans of him to show that he is, his brain and the way he's wired is completely different. And that's mm-hmm. the difference between God's judgment and consequences on Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, like we've talked about in the past. Like, God knows that he was born that way. Mm-hmm. But God also knows that he needs to be locked up. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it, it just is. Like, that's... Yeah. In order for us to live in any kind of loving capacity... Somebody like that needs to be locked up. Mm-hmm. That's why I've struggled. I've struggled my whole life back and forth with this whole, like, capital punishment thing. Like, oh, boy. Well, no, no, no. Seriously. <laughs> like, I, I, I have... Episode two. Currently. <laughs> yeah, we better stop now. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So be sure to tune in next week for episode two of this amazing conversation. Thanks for joining, everybody. Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and give us a like on iTunes and Spotify so that you will never miss a show. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and make sure you tell your friends about this show. You don't want them to miss out on the truth because we are all about the truth here. Thanks for joining us this week and God bless.